successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Brill Nation. Get a hold Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello everybody and welcome to the Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. Thanks for listening today on KMBZ 980 AM or on our website on GrillNationShow.com via podcast on my social media. It's great to be back with you today. Hope you're having a great week. We're going to have an awesome show today. Start off the show today, I'm joined by Jeff Phillips, Senior Vice President of Landmark National Bank. Their website is BankLandmark.com. Jeff, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic, Jason. How about you? I'm doing great, man. Uh, we're in the uh, middle of summer here. The weather's been pretty good so far. I can't complain, you know? Yeah, it's been fantastic. What have you been up to, buddy? Well, uh, apart from uh, swim and dive with my kids, which <laughs> seems to be an all-encompassing uh, chore for about a seven-week period there, um, things have been great. Um, you know, it's been interesting how, uh, from just a, a business perspective, how things have kind of carried over from, there was a little bit of lull from last year. I think people were just tired. Um, and then about February or so, things really cranked back up. Of course, you always see kind of a lull when people start taking those last family vacations like we're about to do uh, next week. Um, Where are you headed to? You know, we're headed to California. We're going to do a little San Francisco and Yosemite and Big Sur and Monterey, make a nice oh little gosh. loop around there. So we're really there. excited. I got to stop you there. Big Sur is probably one of my favorite places in the earth. It's unbelievable. I'm anxious to show my kids that, you know, we, before we had kids, we set out on this. We, we had all these great adventures, me and my wife, and we did all these great hikes and 14ers and saw all these wonderful national parks. And we said, man, when we have kids, they're going to they're gonna see the world. And I think they've seen Rocky Mountain National Park 11 times, which is great. <laughs> but we, we decided to mix it up just a little. Well, good. So you're getting out of the office for a little bit. That'll be nice. Yeah, so, um, be nice. What is going on at Landmark National Bank these days? Yeah, well, um, you know, I, I was thinking about this last night because I knew that you would um, kind of ask what we're seeing around. Um, and it feels like right now there are a lot of conversations going on with um, execs that have either left um, corporate America or sold their business um, or uh, current operating companies looking for a strategic buy. There seems to be a lot of people uh, anxious to buy, um, to expand their customer base. And, um, you know, they're seeing organic growth, but I think people are really seeing the opportunities for substantial growth as being acquiring either a new division or a kind of attack on what they're currently doing. And there's also kind of this uh, movement of change in ownership. So, um, there are quite a few businesses in town that are transitioning for family reasons, or maybe there is a um, a doctor that is was a founder and they're looking to get out while these other doctors come in. So there's been a lot of conversations around how do we uh, fund that transition? How do we plan for that transition? 
Um, is our company in a place that can support that? Or are we relying on the uh, seller to do a, you know, like a carryback? You know, all those kind of questions, because there's a lot of different ways to do that. Um, so that, that's been what a lot of our conversations have been around, so much so that we're actually um, putting together a symposium in October uh, where we'll have a panel of folks of um, private equity folks, um, a guy who specializes in business valuations, an attorney, a wealth management, um, and then an accountant. And really the idea is to say, okay, if you have a desire to sell your business down the road, what do you need to be doing three years, two years, one year in advance of that from a personal estate planning, from a legal, from a level of financials, all of those type of things. So um, that seems to be you know, we, we don't do those symposiums just because it's things that we think would be cool. It's based on, hey, the same we're having the same conversation over and over again. Um, and so there seems to be a need for that information. So we're excited to, to put that together in October. Yeah. Tell uh, what, what's the date on that again? Yeah, uh, I'll I'll have to hunt that down. Just uh, mark your calendars for October. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just block off all of October for that one. Let me tell you, Landmark does a really good job with community engagement and kind of charting trends and whatnot. And I know on your website, you kind of have uh, one thing I was looking at uh, this morning was kind of your blog on banklandmark.com. Um, a lot of really cool questions that are you answer as far as like stuff I always get where somebody wants to start a small business. Do they set up an LLC? You know, how do I get approved for a mortgage? Um, you know, what's how do I set a budget? How do I how do I grow my company? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a wealth of knowledge. And I uh, I hadn't looked at it in a while. It's pretty cool. Well, that's nice of you to say. We we do feel like that is um, one of the things that we say is a value of ours is being able to pass on information, not because we are smarter uh, than entrepreneurs, but we sit in this unique position where we get to hear the same conversation 1600 times. You know, <laughs> And so um, it's really kind of connecting folks to say, um, hey, you're trying to make a decision about whether or not to hire a full-time HR person. Well, Bill just made that decision six months ago and he would be more than happy to visit with you about what he wished he would have known before he made that decision. Uh, what were some of the, the, the uh, reasons that he did make that decision. So, you know, it's really kind of all of us helping each other. And we say that that's a value, but um, you know, the proofs in the pudding of do you take the time to kind of memorialize that sometimes? Yeah. Um, you know, Charlie Benson, one of the guys here at the bank, he uh, he had did one of those uh, articles. And I think the uh, catchphrase out of it was you got to get naked with your partner. And he was talking about how honest you have to be with your partners going into a business, uh, because if you're going to get it together in business, it's like being married. So you have to know as much as you can about each other. Yeah, you got to do your due diligence. Right. Jeff? right, right. Is that a term in your world. Uh, <laughs> hey, who are we having on the show today? Uh, 621 is uh, coming on. Tell us about them. Yeah, so I'll be excited for everybody to meet the crew at 621 and when they introduce themselves. Uh, great architects, uh, great people. Um, I think it's a perfect story about uh, people that had a chance to work together or um, kind of live life together and found a rhythm of, hey, I... I uh, feel this need, you feel this need together. We're kind of more of a whole. And uh, I think um, they are proving that out in their new business. I think also they've got a lot of lessons learned just in even their, their young infancy of the business. Uh, they're, um, they're seasoned folks, but the business is relatively young. But they're tackling some of the same things that a lot of entrepreneurs out there are trying to tackle. 
around uh, how do you work on the business or work in the business. So I think there'll be plenty for us to talk about. I think so too. Uh, again, 621 is our guest today. I'm going to pull up their website here again. It's it's um, 621.com. Uh, for all those that are watching the live stream, we're going to talk all about their company. We're going to introduce them uh, over 20 years of experience uh, uh, combined. Uh, so it's exciting. And I was looking at their website. Uh, man, I, uh, I love to just do some modern architecture at some point in my life, wherever I'm living. But yeah. uh, right, now, right now, my house is, uh, it's got some modern architecture, but uh, it's, uh, it's not quite to the level of what uh, 621 is doing as far as their design. <laughs> well, your your house is a lot like your uh, body right now. You've got new ideas kind of in an older frame, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is why I'm training for a marathon, Jeff, so I can keep somehow young. We're going to be right back after the break again. Jeff Phillips, Landmark National Bank, is our guest. Uh, right now, he's a great collaborator with the show. The bank is great. Banklandmark.com is their website. We're going to be joined by the uh, co-founders of 621 after the break. Their website again is 621.com. You're listening to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM. We'll be right back. show here on KMBC 980 AM. If you're listening on the radio via podcast, we're on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all the different podcast networks, as well as our website, grillnationshow.com. You can watch all of these on YouTube as well. Uh, just search for the Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. Uh, again, I'm excited to be joined today uh, by Jeff Phillips, Senior Vice President at Landmark National Bank. Their website is banklandmark.com. Also, we have the Hollywood Squares here on the show, if you're watching. We have, uh, we have a great group from 621, great company here in Kansas City. 621.com is their website. Kara Bouillette, Jacob Luttrell, and Dan Brown are joining us here on the show today. Welcome to the show, everyone. Why don't we start with, with Kara? Why don't you introduce yourself and uh, uh, tell us about your background and whatnot, Kara. Yeah, hello, everybody. Kara uh, Bouillette. I uh, had the, the honor to join Jacob and Dan in our practice about two years ago. Uh, my background, I graduated from <clears throat> the University of Kansas back in 01 and moved around for a couple years uh, in Chicago, Austin, but uh, really kind of found Kansas City calling me home and moved back to the area uh, in 2007. So it's been a few years now and worked for various firms through uh, throughout that time. But again, joined Jacob and Dan in, in partnership two years ago. That's great. How about we uh, throw it over to Dan here? Hey, yeah, I'm Dan. Um, Dan Brown. I'm an architect, designer, co-founder of 621. Uh, also from Kansas City. Really super passionate about the city. I, like Kara, graduated from KU and made my way out of the state for a little while and quickly found my way back to Kansas City. Really excited to be um, you know, in the city, we've been back for about 15 years now um, and practicing architecture ever since. So excited to uh, excited to chat today. Um, and I guess that tosses it to Jacob, our long Yeah, 
Jacob, what's up, man? Well, hey, I am the lone and proud uh, K-Stater in this partnership. Um, Hail from Kansas State University and uh, Kansas City, born and raised. Um, uh, as Dan and Kara said, we are super passionate about our city and so excited to be practicing architecture here in Kansas City and starting and, and running our business here too. So also an architect, I practiced architecture for almost two decades now, uh, mostly here in Kansas City. I've actually spent uh, a couple of years on the other side of our industry on, on the construction side too. And so kind of bring a little bit of that experience to the table and to our company and have just had the opportunity to work with several great Kansas City companies and brands over the course of my career. So that's me. So you guys all met kind of in the, the hustle and bustle of being in the architecture and design world throughout your journey throughout working with different companies and whatnot, correct? Yeah, you know, architecture is a pretty small kind of tight-knit community in Kansas City. And so it's hard not to know each other um, just as architects, but we actually had the opportunity to work together uh, in a previous company um, for several years. And that was really the opportunity where we got to know each other really well, not just as people. Um, Jeff, it's funny listening to you talk about in that early segment about knowing knowing your business partners and stuff. And uh, we, we did uh, the best that we could to like really know everything about each other. Sometimes we joke, we're like, hey, you didn't, you didn't tell me about that. Or, That's, you left that out, you know, but um yeah, like we got to know each other as uh, co-workers in, a, in another company. And I think that was an opportunity for us to, as Jeff said in the first segment, really get to know each other's strengths and see where we kind of complemented each other and fill in um, our own weaknesses. And um, we found that we each brought something that really unique to the table. Um, but together, that was a really talented, strong um, group of leaders um, that made us feel really confident in, um, in starting the business together. So that's kind of how it came about. Yeah, that's awesome. 621.com is the website. And if you go to the website, you guys uh, you guys have won a lot of awards uh, personally and, and as a business and um, and just do some great work. I got to ask, what is the what are the AIA, AIA and the lead AP mean after your names? Well, the AIA is kind of our, the governing body for architecture. It stands for the American Institute of Architects. And so there's a national organization that really keeps its pulse on the industry. And then uh, we're lucky to have a local chapter here in Kansas City, uh, AIA Kansas City, uh, that really kind of looks out for architects and collaborators mm -hmm. in, in our region. And yeah, then, I, I did remember I did meet with the executive director of that organization uh, a couple years ago. So. That's a great, great, great organization. And then obviously LEAD, uh, you have uh, LEAD AP certified uh, Dan and Jacob. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. LEAD is leadership in energy and in environmental design. Um, and AP is just an accredited professional. And so um, that's really a uh, organization that certifies uh, buildings as being sustainable. It also is accreditation uh, program for professionals. Um, to to get certified in, in sort of that sustainable um, green design program. So Dan, I, I think we all share that same certification. Jerry, you have it too. You got you just need to update the website then. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what does six twenty one do? Just explain to the explain to the business uh, before we get into kind of the core tenants, your clients, you know, the journey. Let let's know exactly what you all do if, if someone wants to take that first question. Sure. So 621 at, a, at its 
Core is an architecture and design studio. Uh, we practice architecture and uh, do the design for, for buildings and spaces. And I think, uh, as, as Jacob had mentioned earlier, we each bring about uh, two decades worth of experience and expertise to our industry. But I think the three of us would kind of narrow it down to really uh, being creative problem solvers. So understanding what our clients' needs are, uh, diving deep into what their values are as, as an organization or as an individual, and really uh, understanding that in depth and, and helping the, allowing that to help influence the design. So again, I think uh, being creative problem solvers, whatever that problem may be for our clients. That's awesome. And, if, you know, uh, I love that you're creating modern lasting spaces that promote a joyful life. That, that, that tagline and that, that, that invigorates me because we have been at home a lot recently and there's just so much, there's so many things happening with people in their homes. I just drive down the street and I just constant change. And, and it looks like what you guys are doing as far as architecture and design interior and, uh, you know, exterior is just beautiful. So congrats on your success. Speaking of that, let's talk about some of your clients or exciting projects. Kind of give us a flavor of some of the stuff you've been working on. Dan, do you want to start with that one or? Yeah, sure. And Kara and Jacob, interrupt whenever you want. So we've got a few good ones um, that are going on right now. Um, we've got one really exciting one that's a 230-unit multifamily development um, over in Midtown, um, it's an area that we're really familiar with and passionate about. Um, it's a, a multifamily development that's going to act to weave together the KU Med campus, the 39th Street neighborhood and the Volcker neighborhood. Um, and we're really excited about that one um, and, and working with the city and with the, the neighborhood right now and getting that through to make sure it meets all the requirements that, that they all have. Um, another one we're working on right now is... Um, South Kansas City, we're working on a, a small pocket neighborhood, um, which is a, kind of a new style of neighborhood that's coming about right now. Uh, it's these little pocket communities that are maybe, you know, 40, 50 units that um, open onto public green spaces and really have uh, this sense of renewal about them. Um, so we're working on that right now where it's going to be a 45 unit um, townhome development Um and then a number of single home, single family residential, uh, both new build and uh, renovations. I think we have five new homes in construction in Kansas City. Um, anything from a uh, custom single family residential for a client uh, all the way to a, um, a, a home for a developer. We've got, I think, three homes for developers going up right now that we spec build. So lots of exciting stuff going on right now. For sure. What, what does that process look like? So. Talk to us about kind of how you guys work with these, both these single family home folks, these developers. What, what does the process look like and how do you kind of dive into really creating these, these, these joyful places where people live, work and play? Yeah, I, we, we can all kind of ch chime in here and talk about this, but I, I'll just uh, maybe say where we start. Um, and we talk a lot about sort of like trying to put ourselves in the shoes of our clients, um, the owners that we're working with. And so, a lot of that for us, us is empathy, like really um, listening to them, asking a lot of good questions, um, trying to like really understand like what makes them tick, um, what would improve their life, what would make their business uh, better. And so we just ask a lot of uh, good, uh, deep questions that really inform sort of like the goals and, and vision for the project. So that's where we start. I think adding on to that, uh, because we listen to our clients, 
the process isn't the same for every client. It really does change depending on, on their goals and their needs. And we kind of tailor the process to individual clients. Once, once we're in the door and once we've listened to them and understand more about them. Yeah, and I think once once that listening, um, you know, that's an active process all the way through. Um, but once we've kind of done a bit of listening, we always go into kind of dive deep into a lot of research, whether that's city codes and zoning, um, whether that's history of the site, whether that's the uh, socioeconomic drivers of the project, really trying to dive into what makes that specific project something that has the ability to positively impact those the lives of others. That's something that we're really passionate about, and uh, that's kind of that next step in the in the process. And then producing something that then is just a, a t it's really a team effort between us, our clients, our consultants uh, to produce something that's going to be really amazing and impactful in the end. I love it. It's a tough process. As somebody who works in uh, messaging and, and public affairs, government affairs, and PR around some of these projects, uh, you know, uh, going with the neighborhoods and the city and, and, and designing something that everyone's okay with with so many different competing interests is always tough. So it's positive to hear that you're having great experience right now in the project in Midtown. I'm be anxious to see how that one goes and, and follow that for sure. Um, thanks for joining us on the Grill Nation show today. We're going to go to break here. Uh, 621.com is the website. Just beautiful photos up there and all kinds of information about their work. We'll be right back with more of the Grill Nation show after the break. show with Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us on radio, on podcasts, on our website, grillnationshow.com, which we will obviously post to our YouTube page too. Jason Grill, just search for my name. I'm all over the place as far as social media goes. And on uh, the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill is on YouTube. I'm not going to bore you with all those details, although uh, I hope that you do, do follow us because we've had some really great shows of late. But this show I want to make sure we get everything across to our listeners today with this great organization we have on today. 621.com is the is the, their website. They are a uh, awesome modern architecture and interior design firm here in Kansas City. Um, Jeff Phillips, Landmark National Bank, he's a community leader, uh, connected us. And uh, Landmark National Bank is a great collaborator with the Grill Nation show. Jeff, I want to turn it over to you because... Um, you are uh, the relationship man here uh, in town and also uh, have that relationship with this organization in 621. Tell us about kind of how you work with them and uh, what you've seen as far as their growth. Yeah, well, one of the favorite parts of uh, being a banker is you get to uh, get the phone call that says, hey, we're thinking about going and doing our own thing. Could we meet with you and talk about it? I mean, that's that is super exciting. So uh, they were nice enough to make that phone call when they decided to do that. And we sat down and talked, you know, kind of nuts and bolts, what that would look like from a maybe an organizational standpoint or the banking piece of it. But really, the part that I've enjoyed the most is I think uh, architects are like this cross between like scientists and like uh, musicians. Um, and they, uh, I love seeing how um, musicians can collaborate and get together. So I would love to know from you guys, uh, what was the impetus 
before uh, starting? Was there something that you saw in each other or that you saw avoid in the market that really kind of led to it? And then the number one question that everybody has is why 621? <laughs> yeah, and we got a lot to talk about with that, don't we, Jeff? Yeah. Yeah, who wants to fill that one? I, I mean, I'll just say, um, I, I think, you know, we all had been, worked for several other great successful companies. We had been leaders in those companies. And I think we, there was um, an, an itch that we needed to scratch in terms of like driving the bus, like doing it ourselves, um, kind of being at the helm. Um, and I, I think we um, have always had a little bit of the, that desire to do that. And so we, we saw an opportunity um, and kind of a timing that seemed right um, and a partnership that had kind of sort of developed in front of our eyes that we said, like, we, this is it. This is what we need to do. And we need to go chase this. Um, and um, so that's, that's kind of what drove us to do it. You know, like we're passionate about architecture. We're passionate about our city and we believe in this partnership. And so we said, Hey, we want to be in the driver's seat. We want to, we want to grow something that's our own, um, make it our own and do it the way that, you know, we believe is best. So. Yeah, and and the question of six twenty one that's a that is a long story. The um the, you know fundamentally um, six twenty one is um, it's our founding date. Uh, we were founded on June twenty first, um, and we went round and round and round with different names. But this is the name that we came up with over a beer on the first night that we met, and that's the one that wound up sticking after a few months. And so, um, but it, you know, it's kind of come to represent a little bit more than that to us as we started talking about what the. Uh, what that date means. It's also the the most common day of the year for the summer solstice. Uh, so generally speaking, if you talk about the summer solstice, you're talking about 621, you're talking about June 21st. Um, and we love the symbolism that's embedded in that date. It celebrates nature and lightness and optimism. Um, it represents patience and nourishing seeds that have been planted in the past. Um, you know, so like this idea of growth and um, and renewal, we like that a lot. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's this idealistic future state Kind of, you know, we've planted all the seeds and we've worked hard and, and now we're working to watch it grow. And so we kind of really like this idea of summer. Um, we've also talked a lot about, you know, it's just kind of a reminder. It's a, we celebrate every solstice, um, winter and summer. We, we kind of celebrate the cycles of, of our business. You know, we celebrate, we kind of give thanks to our clients and everybody that's helped us along the way. Um, and it's just kind of a reminder that everything's cyc- cyclical, you know. Um, it's life, running a business, starting a family. It's all cyclical. There's moments of dark and light and hot and cold and, um, you know, but it always comes back around. I love that. And I, you'll never forget when you have your 20th anniversary, you know, or your 30th anniversary party. Hopefully That's Jeff right. will that. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Hey, and it, I, wanna, I wanna move to the, um, you know, the six for 21 and it's on your website at 621.com. Um, talk to us about that because I think that includes, uh, you know, six ideas for the 21st century and, and, kind of the core values of what you guys stand for as far as a, uh, how you operate your business. Um, let's start there. And, and whoever, you know, is, if Kara, if you want to start with that or if Jacob or Dan, whoever wants to take that one, let's, let's start kind of going through the reasoning for that and, and what they are. Yeah, sure. So 621 kind of morphed into the six ideas for uh, practicing architecture in the 21st century. 
So it was really as we were getting together two years ago and talking about our practice, uh, what was going to drive us? What what uh, what was our our val what our true values that we uh, had as an organization? Um, so our six six for twenty one. There, it's just how we how we practice our architecture. So number one, uh, practicing uh, with confident humility, and really it's that idea of uh, collaboration that um, you know we're we're in it with others and the uh, listening with humility and just being open to uh, to other ideas. Um, number two, doing less, uh, you know, eliminating the unnecessary from design so that uh, the, the true, uh, the true necessary and the design speaks for itself. Um, and uh, number three, uh, you know, you often hear the, the phrase, don't sweat the details, but we actually do sweat the details. Uh, oftentimes the most beautiful architecture really comes uh, in its most simplest form and the execution of that uh, comes down to the details. Um, so uh, uh, number four, uh, treading lightly, uh, gets back to that sustainability, uh, the, the, uh, the lead uh, credentials that we all hold, which is really just uh, making sure that we're treading lightly on, on planet Earth. I think it's the role of architects in the 21st century to uh, to provide their clients with sustainable design uh, and making sure that we're doing uh, as little as we can uh, to uh, to um, you know prevent uh, the earth uh, from depleting its resources. Uh, Dan, Jacob, do you want to talk about number five and six? I feel like I've been. No, I've got those. I'm going to pull up on the screen. Carrie did a great okay. job again. Practice confident humility. Do less. Sweat the details and tread lightly. Um, let's go on to five and six because I just like the way you guys have organized this on the website, 621.com. Yeah, Dan, I'll let you take it. All right. Yeah, so the next one, um, I think it's number five, is to prioritize balance. This is one that we were all very passionate about. Um, you know, we're all passionate about this idea of nothing in excess. Um, and this this goes, this is for architecture, and, and we talk about it a lot in our design, but it also, um, it's a lifestyle for us. Um, so this talks about, you know, this was heavily leaned on in the, in 2020 with the pandemic, um, this idea of balancing our work life and our family life, um, and making sure that all of those things kind of flush out and balance. So that's, that prioritized balance is really meant to remind us of that. And then sixth, this idea of many over one, um, you know, we really believe that diversity adds value. And, and we think that that, that's kind of, um, apparent in our partnership. Jacob and Kara and I are very different people. We bring very different things to the table. Uh, but we think that that adds a ton of value to our team and our clients. And so uh, this idea that, that the more people can that can participate in a project, the more voices there are, the more rich the, the result is going to be. Uh, so that's an idea of many over one. It's kind of the antithesis to the Starchitect um, of the 90s and early 2000s. It really is like our, I was just going to say, it really is our ethos. So like from, uh, you know, architecture to lifestyle to uh, our business, it's really what drives us and really what uh, characterizes, you know, how uh, what we believe and how we want to do business. That was actually what I was going to ask of you all is that, you know, sometimes people uh, start a business or get into business because they see a void in the market from just an offering standpoint of, hey, people don't make red umbrellas. So I'm going to get in and make red umbrellas because there's a need out there or a perceived yeah. need. It feels like you all are driven by more of a impact 
um, to not only your clients, but also the greater good. I guess my question out of that would be, uh, how do you balance this um, high level? This is what we're all about with kind of the nuts and bolts of how you how you run a, a business and make money. We are a business. So first and foremost, like we have to make money or like we're not a business. So like obviously every day um, we are driving toward that to being a profitable, successful business. But we know that that's not enough to get us up out of bed every day um, to just get up and, and make money. It's obviously critical to any business and uh, incredibly important to us in our lives. Um, but these other kind of um, intangible things that we feel like have to be there um, for us to be able to grow our business, for us to be compelling to our clients, for us to um, really provide a top-notch service um, and product. Um, so, and that's not just about us or our clients, but that's also about like growing a future team, um, you know, and, and bringing additional people into that that uh, ethos and into our business. Um, to make sure that they know kind of why we're here and why we exist and, and why we're doing this. Um, money is a big piece of it, but it's not all. I think that's such a good word for all of us because, uh, you know, one book that had a huge impact on me is uh, Simon Sinek's Infinite Game. And he talks about a just cause and that will and resources are finite whenever it comes down to kind of just a strategy or an objective. But if you have a just cause, then it's almost infinite to where you just continue to strive for a better future state, not just to accomplish some some goal or some number. So I applaud you guys for having that out of the gate. There's a lot of businesses that don't realize that until they're way too far down the road that they don't have a just cause. So congratulations on that. Love it. Yeah, I love you. it. We're going to have more after the break with 621 and Jeff Phillips from Landmark National Bank. Thanks for joining us on the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. I really appreciate you joining us on today's show. Uh, I really appreciate Landmark National Bank and Jeff Phillips for being collaborated with the Grill Nation show. Their website is banklandmark.com. Just a great community bank. And uh, they work with a lot of businesses that are growing and entrepreneurs in our region. So we're very happy to have them as a collaborator. One, because we get to meet great companies like 621, uh, 621.com. We're joined again by Kara Bouillette. Uh, Dan Brown and Jacob Luttrell, the co-founders of the business. Their website is 621.com. We we were kind of touching on your business growth and growing smart. I I do want to touch on that real quick. um, Take us through that process because at some point you are going to want to probably grow and hire more people, I would assume. Growth is obviously the goal, right? Um, And so we have a lot of goals. And we, you know, early on when we started the business, we set um, even 10-year, you know, growth kind of goals and projections. But I think, um, you know, for us, what we feel most passionately about is doing it uh, with longevity and sustainability in mind. And so we are okay with slow, steady growth. You know, I think we see a lot of companies come out of the gates and um, really big and really fast is sort of like the goal. Um, and that, I think that works for a lot of companies. But um, we've also seen some of the challenges that can come with that. Um, not to say that you can't overcome them, but for us, I think, um, our, our strategy or our approach is maybe being a little more methodical um, and 
uh, nimble and and smart about how we do achieve that growth. Mm -hmm. Does anyone want to add to that, or we'll move on? That was a great answer. Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing that I would add is, you know, I think we're in a in sort of a unique time um, in in business culture where um, you know growth can take a lot of different forms. We have the ability to. Uh, do much larger scale projects as, um, you know, a five or six person design studio uh, than maybe you used to before the advent of, of technology like we can use today. So we, we try to stay nimble and capitalize on our relationships with other firms and other individuals so that we can do those larger scale projects, but still maintain a really healthy and profitable business model that can stay steady over the course of time. I love that. Let's talk about uh, a trend in your industry that you're excited about. Um, I, I want you to answer that. And then if somebody wants to answer that and then kind of really define for us what, what modern architecture and design means to you. Um, Tara, is there a trend that you're excited about? Well, I think uh, a trend that's happened in many industries is uh, technology and how that has impacted uh, multiple industries. I think that our industry, uh, the design industry, and, and more, more importantly, probably the construction industry, has lagged a little bit behind in some of that, uh, the technological advances. And so I think um, I think we're on the cusp of seeing uh, uh, a lot of impact on technology in our in our profession. So I'm excited about that. And uh, you know I think the when I started practice, we were still hand drawing uh, some drawings, and it's evolved over time to uh, digital drawings, uh, CAD drawings, and and then uh, really drawing in 3D models. And now we're to the point where our clients can actually walk through their physical space um, in a virtual model, even before uh, a nail has been uh, pounded into the wood framing. So I think that's really exciting and, and will be, uh, I'll be really interested to see how that uh, continues to change our industry in the coming years. I could really use that uh, in our line of work if I could walk through the business three years into its future so I would know whether or not it's successful or if there's people still there. That'd be really helpful. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, if you figure out that technology, Jeff, let us know. <laughs> what are you guys seeing as far as um, kind of either voids in the market or in Kansas City in particular that you feel like is kind of the ideal either client for you guys or a place that sets you apart is as being a unique uh, choice for folks that are looking to do a project. Let's do it. Who wants to answer that one? That's a great question, Jeff. I think, you know, I, I don't know if there's like this big void in the market, but I, I will say like um, a lot of what we want um, people to know is ourselves, like is us. We feel like we bring a certain um, approach and, and experience um, to the table, but like we don't bring egos to the table. Um, and I think, that is not always what you get in our industry. Um, I think a lot of times there are agendas, um, personal preferences and things like that, you know, and I think that there is maybe a little bit of a void of people who kind of lay their preferences and egos down at the table and um, start a project really with the client's best interest in mind. And so um, I think that's just one, you know, maybe one thing that we would say in terms of what we're trying to accomplish, you know, and trying to uh, meet, you know, in terms of a need in, in the market. Yeah, from a professional background standpoint, we have such a diverse background from cultural buildings to multifamily buildings to, you know, um, office space. 
um, interior design. So, you know, we have the capability to bring expertise in a lot of different spaces. Uh, but it's really, it's really more of a question of, um, you know, what, what's the experience that you get when you go to work with those, with that architect? And, and we think that that's a place that we do provide a competitive advantage. You know, we like to say that great design is our secret sauce because it's not found, it is foundational to what we do. But the largest foundation is providing amazing service and um, and really listening to our clients. And then you know the 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 great design is that's that's what's expected these days. That's what people have to do, and so that's what we provide. Yeah, and your website I put up on the live stream six twenty one dot com slash work. Um, just some amazing photos. I I could I could go through some of these. They're just I, I know I've probably driven by some of these uh, in my life, uh, but they're just. They're just cool. Um, that's just all I can say. And somebody who's not an architect, your uh, your work is just cool. It's awesome. <laughs> you guys do a really good job. And the fact that construction folks can make some of these things come to life that you design is uh, pretty impressive. What uh, what what people can do these days with construction and bringing some of these designs to life is just uh, you know I wish I had some of those skill sets that I don't have. But uh, it's just cool. Six twenty one dot com. Okay, what is your favorite building in KC? Does anyone have anything they want to jump in with that? I, I'm always fascinated to know what experts uh, consider the favorite building, either in Kansas City, let's say, or maybe one across the, the United States or world, maybe that you just is your inspiration or something you really enjoy. My favorite KC building is Union Station, and I think that's probably changed since I've had kids because we spend so much time there just letting them run around. But, um, you know, just going and seeing all the history and the architecture sort of captured in one place and then learning about where how it transplanted from the bottoms up to where it is today. And um, it's it's sort of, it's got that, that feeling of sort of a central hub and there's always activity there. I just love Union Station. Mm. Kara, you were going to jump in there. I was going to say the, the controversial at the time uh, block addition to the Nelson uh, Atkins Art Museum. I, I think that the addition of the modern piece of architecture and to the to the classical um, is is beautiful. Uh, and my my former firm I worked for had the opportunity to work with the the design architect Stephen Hull and his practice. And I know the love and attention of detail that went into that building, having worked on another one of his projects. And it, the, the, you know, even down to designing the handrail and making sure that that was a, a beautiful design element to the building. Uh, so I, I really love uh, the block edition. Jacob, do you have one before we uh, close out the show today? I love these because I'm learning more about you guys individually, too. I love both of those buildings, of course. They're awesome. Yeah, I love both of those buildings, too. And maybe I'll take it out of the country for us. I had the opportunity to study abroad in Italy when I was in school um, and spent a ton of time in Florence. Uh, the Duomo is the central cathedral um, in uh, Florence. And that's one building for me that has been incredibly inspiring that I went back to many times while I, I lived there. And, and um, yeah, you see buildings that have uh, been there for centuries and that, that alone is pretty awe-inspiring. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show. We just flew through it. I mean, it just, I could talk to you guys for hours. I, uh, I have followed you on Instagram, so I'm hoping I can get some design inspiration from you. Um, 621.com is the website for 621, just an awesome architecture, modern architecture and interior design firm here in the region. Thank you to Jeff Phillips for collaborating from Landmark National Bank and for joining us uh, today as well with some really great information and some great questions too. Again, Jacob Luttrell, Kara Bouillette, and Dan Brown. Jeff Phillips, thank you for coming on today's show. Good to see you guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks everybody. And thanks to the listeners for joining us today. We will see you again next week. Take care. 